This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Or Mr. Basketball. January 20. The reason I pushed back the date with FWB was for this guy. Mr. Basketball took a good picture. He posted a bunch of great ones on Tinder and I was all in. While I was in the middle of texting with FWB, I got a text from this guy. Mr. Basketball, I'm almost done with my work in Culver City. Can we meet at one near your place? So I put FWB off and agreed to meet with Mr. Basketball. This time it was a coffee shop near me. Guys were willing to travel to me for dates. I took advantage of that. He was standing outside the place when I walked up to the front door. The hug hello was awkward. I wasn't sure if it was because we were awkward with each other or because he was somewhere north of six feet tall. Any inches past five foot eleven was a lot for me. We walked into the industrial space that housed the coffee shop. It was all cement floors, exposed iron beams, and austere wood furniture. I think this was far outside Mr. Basketball's usual. He hesitated a long time before ordering a fresh-pressed juice that was well north of $5. I had jasmine tea. This wasn't the kind of place to serve something as lowbrow as mint. It was the kind of place that roasted their own beans and only made pour-over coffee. I'm not a coffee connoisseur by any means, so none of this meant much to me. My days of having my own espresso machine, bean grinder, or even a coffee maker were long over. My ex had two meaning complaints. One was that coffee gave him heartburn. The second was that I was a crap wife for not making him regular coffee in the mornings along with the scratch breakfast I made seven days a week. Clearly that was a game I couldn't win, so I had stopped playing. Juice in hand, he lowered himself to one of the metal stools. Instead of sitting across a wide expanse of wooden steel, I pushed on the stool so that we were at the corner next to each other. What were you doing in Culver City, I asked. Taking the last of my physical therapist qualification exams, he answered. Wow, okay, changing careers? Yeah, it's about time. I needed something different, he said. Where do you live then? Pasadena, with my sister. We inherited the house from my dad. Another California native, I guessed. I winced inwardly because I just didn't get these guys. But I was here. He was cute, compelling green eyes. I skirted the issue of his father. It turned out that lots of us had fathers who died. It could be a touchy subject, not for estate material. Pasadena to Culver City, that is not the best drive. Damn, I should be banished to boring conversation hell for that one. I couldn't think of what to ask him, though. I wasn't one to be tongue-tied. Maybe I'd already run out of casual conversation during my first couple of dates. Have you ever had one of those DNA tests, he asked out of the blue? My mind scrambled at the change in conversation. DNA? My parents are my parents, I started. I'm sure of that, so no, I don't think so. Not that kind, he said, the genetic kind. 
My mind scattered again as I tried to pick up the pieces of the puzzle I was clearly missing. Oh, do you mean 23 and me? Sure, I've done that. I had because I wanted to know if my genetic makeup fit with my fairly well-documented family history. Indeed it did. The African, Native American, and European percentages were in line with family lore. Me too. My father is black, he said. All became clear right then. Mr. Basketball was really light. Very pale, actually. Most people would probably assume he was white. I hadn't thought anything about his genetic makeup because I didn't think that way. I'm not one of those people who will ever say I don't see race because that's not true. In Southern California, though, there are so many people who are a mix of many different things that I never really make any presumptions about their background. I don't care as it's not a criterion dating. Cute and long hair factor my computations far more than their makeup. I'm not naive, though. I knew that what he was saying was probably of monumental importance to some people, so he was right to get out in front of that. I just wish he'd thought of a less awkward way to say it, or at least some way that hadn't left me scrambling for clues. I'd seen other guys like him list their race and preferences for the race of their future partner right on their profiles. Okay, I said. Then I changed the subject. He would have to make his own assumptions about my genealogy for my looks. I really didn't want to get into my family's own melting pot of a background. What did you do before you decided to become a physical therapist? I asked. Basketball. I played in high school, then college, then coached. I'm done with it, though. I sat and sipped, somewhat relieved. Maybe the hug had been awkward, because he was tall. Your height? I'm six foot five, he said. That's a full 15 inches taller than me, I said. I'm taller than a lot of people. My daughter is getting pretty tall as well. Kids. He had one. This was something I thought people should put on their profile. He hadn't. I tried to share everything that I thought was important with my own. I'd worked a few good hours on it before I finalized it and uploaded it to the three apps. This is mine. Full-time writer of romance, part-time jet setter, lover of live theater, single mom of a nine-year-old, short and curvy, looking for someone who enjoys dinner in an or out, theater, and what comes after. Swipe left if you don't like kissing. It, along with a three-week-old headshot, as well as shots of me on my last vacation in Greece, were what I'd uploaded. Not old pictures. No hiding that I had a kid. No bull. I believed honesty to be the best policy. Let's just say not everyone agreed. I had to work with what men were willing to share, though. How old is your daughter, I asked. I had my own child and had zero Brady Bunch-type fantasies. I wasn't for looking to someone to help me raise my son. One father was enough. My dating time was severely limited to two or three days a week, and I wanted to be upfront about that. Also, any guy I met was not going to be the top priority of my life, ever. That said, I did want to know their relationship to their own child or children. I thought it probably said a lot about them. What? I wasn't sure. I collected the information, though, and fitted in with the rest of what they said about themselves to make my own judgment. Thirteen going on twenty, he said. She lives with her mom. All she wants from me are rides to her friend's houses and for me to pay her phone bill. Now that sounded like there was more to the story, but I wouldn't press. Not on a first date. Sounds typical. My son still thinks I hang the moon, so I'm holding on to that, I said. You should as long as you can. Mr. Basketball was a perfectly lovely guy. The state wasn't going anywhere, though. We finished our drinks and I walked him back to his car. He wanted to get on the road before the traffic got crazy. I got it. Pasadena was a place I hardly ever went to because the drive was less than enjoyable for my part of the Southland. We hugged when we got to his car, then he offered to walk me past his car to my house a few blocks farther north. 
If you'd like to get together another time for dinner or something, I'd like that, he said. Sure. He was really cute, so that tipped the scales toward a likely second date. Maybe it would be more interesting than the first. I'll give you my number, he offered. I put it into my phone. Would you want to invite me up, he asked, then laughed it off like a huge joke. He leaned down and gave me a second hug, a kiss on the cheek, and turned back toward his car with a wave. Honestly, I thought the same since I was clearly not a prude. Something about him, though, said that he'd have said no and judged me for it, or he'd have said yes and judged me harshly for it. I discarded the thought before it had come out of my mouth, though, when he'd mentioned a second date. Since I was already home, I walked upstairs to my apartment. So that he had my number, I sent a text about an hour later. Me? Great meeting you today. Thanks for the tea and conversation. Hope the drive home wasn't too bad. Let's talk soon. Mr. Basketball? Likewise. No, the drive wasn't too bad. Neither of us texted again. One day, when I was on Tinder, I scrolled through my matches to find he'd unmatched. It wasn't great for us, for either of us, I guess. They say you have to kiss a bunch of frogs before you meet a prince. I was neither sad nor happy about this lack of connection, more resolved to go ahead and hope that there was someone out there for me. Ah, Mr. Basketball. He was really cute. Um, maybe my only regret was actually not inviting him up. Um, six foot five, though, that's a lot. I mean, 15 inches is a lot. Um, he was really cute. Uh, he was actually nice. He was polite. We actually talked a little bit about music, I think. And we talked about kids a little bit more than I wrote about. But other than that, it was pretty boring. We went to a coffee shop not too far from me. Um, I don't know. It was like he was really nice. Um, I don't know what it was that there was like no connection. I think maybe because he wasn't chatty. So um, I don't know. <laughs> this I don't know where this book goes, but uh, yeah, so long since I wrote any of this. But um, I will say that the thing that later I guess um, I'm easily swayed by is talkative guys if you can talk um, we can we can hang out forever because I'm really chatty myself clearly um, but he was he didn't say much I mean I think he mentioned that he watches sports on the weekends maybe he watched football maybe he watched basketball it was January after all so that would be like basketball season um, I guess football season too, although that'd be coming to an end faster. Um, I don't know. I don't know. In retrospect, I wanted to like him more. I don't know. Should I have texted him and asked him for a date? He didn't text me and asked me out again, so I guess it just wasn't a connection. Um, but maybe I need more nice guys like that in my life. Maybe I could have driven to Pasadena. Um, having a 13-year-old daughter is certainly not a crime. I don't even know what I was thinking when I wrote that. Um, I mean, she sounded normal. I mean, I have a lot of friends with um, teens and tweens who basically are like, give me money, give me the car keys. <laughs> You're holding me hostage. <laughs> um, I can't wait to like, graduate and move out. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. He was nice. I got nothing negative to say about this guy. Nothing at all. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. 
It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 50 First Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.